Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Hello everyone, hope you are well. It is Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we are going live with Just Like You on IG Live, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. So this is episode number four, believe it or not, and I am so excited. Thank you all for just tuning in and listening to stories and sharing your stories. It has just been amazing. The the uptake has been amazing. And I think that's just because we all have a story and we all enjoy listening to other stories and um, seeing how we can relate. So I think that's been, that's been a lot of fun and it's been uplifting and it's been just overwhelming, like I said, to, to hear people's stories and to share stories and to hear comments. We, we just, you know, during this time, it's just so important that we continue to uplift each other and um, uplift our communities because this is what it's about. It's about everyday people just like you having amazing stories. And we've got another amazing story on the way for you this evening. I'm waiting for our guests to, uh, to to come in here. Let's see. Oh, I think he's on. Let's see if I can get him on here. Let's see. Dwayne, are you coming in under that account? I, I, I don't know if you're coming in under that account or um, the other account, but let's see if you come in under this one. Um, maybe he's coming in under his other account. So I'll just give him a few minutes to come in. I think he has uh, two, maybe two Instagrams there. But anyway, it's just been, or maybe um, Kyrie, you're on, so you can let me know if he's coming in under his, which account he's coming in under. But anyway, it's just been, um, like I said, amazing. I mean, we've I've had some good feedback with the show. So that's been uh, you know, just great. It's just been great to get good feedback and to get good um, acknowledgement that, that the shows, people are liking it. So, you know, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited to continue. Hi, Amy. Let me see. I'll wave here. There we go. Um, it's been really good to see, to hear to hear, to hear the feedback and I really appreciate it. Uh, it's just, it's been positive for me as well. 
because it's just allowed me to continue to share and continue to share with purpose and continue to have a purpose. I was just on a conversation today about just some of our core needs uh, of life. And one of your core needs of life uh, is, is, is that we have a purpose. And so I think that this helps me give me my purpose. So I'm excited, you know, just to share my purpose with, with each and every one of you. I see all these people here joining. Let me see. As I wait for him to come in. Oh, I think I'm, let's see. There he is. Let's see here. There he is. Um, how do I, how do I get you here? Dwayne, you might have to request. I'm trying to request you in. There you go. There you go. You should be coming on anytime now. There you are, my friend. Hello. I've been talking away for you. Saying the same thing. How you doing? Saying the same thing over. So, you guys, this is my guest, Dwayne. Um, Dwayne is like a brother to me. So, but I'm going to let you I don't want to give too much away. Um, but he's like a brother to me, and he's just had an amazing story. An update on but can you hear me, Dwayne? Okay. I can hear you. It's going in and out a little bit. Okay. So let me echoing a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay. Okay. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. That's okay. That's part of life. And I feel I'm at my desk. Anyway, let's go. So let me um. I guess Dwayne, he's been my friend um, for since we were born, probably, right, Dwayne? Yeah, so yeah. I will get right into it for a couple of You could just start off with some story for everyone. Can you just summarize your story for the audience? Uh, I appreciate um, you giving me the opportunity. You've been on me for years about, you know, sharing my story. So I guess this is where it all begins, right? Right. But uh, I'm going to go back to probably, I'm not going to tell nobody's age, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Probably the late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> okay. And my family and Terrence's family, really, our immediate family is the only people that know about it. But uh, I don't know, maybe me and Terrence was either between four and six. <laughs> and her mother and my mother took us to uh, Wilson's Pet Farm. And it's an ongoing battle about who let the ghosts out. Yes. But it was either her mom or my mom let the ghosts out. That's how, how long we've known each other. So. We've been battling that for umpteen years. Like you said, we've <laughs> It's an ongoing battle, but uh, yeah, okay, well. Summarize, summarize, summarize for you. Well, you know, I went. Went to school. I mean, elementary school in Berryville, Virginia. Middle school, high school. I love sports. I, my dad was a youth coach for probably 25 years, and I was on his coattail from the probably the age of five. Everywhere he went with when it comes to football and basketball. You know. And looking back, you know where I'm in at now. Just jumping forward real quick, real quick is that. I mean, education was an important part. But me understanding life now that my goal is to push the education part first. You know? mm -hmm. Not saying that my parents didn't, but 
you know, it was a simple way of life and way of living back then. You know? Right. Some some areas you can leave your doors unlocked. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And every kid was raised by a village. Right. A village can't raise a kid now because if you put your hands on a kid now, you might have problems. Right. Like what's going on in Minneapolis. I mean, I won't touch on that too much, but mm -hmm. life is different now. But yeah, only by the grace of God, I'm sitting here and talking to you and whoever's listening. You know. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that being able to sit here. And I went to military school after I graduated from Clark County High School for one year, Hargrave Military Academy in Chatham, Virginia. And um, I would suggest anybody that's looking to go to college to go the prep route when it comes to playing sports. But, you know, I still have lifelong friends that I can call right now, you know, from the military school. You know, we've become brothers, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody's grown and, you know, living adult life, you know, and doing things as adults do, you know. I'm kind of nervous. Look, I'll start talking fast. <laughs> yeah, but then I went on to Morris Hill University in North Carolina. I haven't graduated and, and received my bachelor's degree. I you know that's a, a goal of mine or my bucket list to be able to receive my bachelor's degree. You know? Okay. You know? so, since I said that, I know that you're going to put that in your data I'm bank. So. I'm I know, and I appreciate it. Somebody but, um, must have played football with you or played football. Somebody... Say that again, Sarah? On here that put football up, so they must have played with you or. Oh, that's big. That's big brother C. Russell. Yeah. That's my big brother. Love you, C. Man. Yeah, Taryn. That's who I want uh, to speak. I want him on your list. Oh, C. Russell. Awesome. Put him on your list. I want him to speak and share his story, just like you. You know. You're on the list. Okay, yes, sir. Keep on going with your story. I'm listening. We're listening. Well, I didn't graduate from college yet, you know. And then I went to barber school in 95. And my cousin Sean's on here. Thank you, Sean, for letting me stay with you while going to barber school. You know, <laughs> I finished barber school. I've been a barber probably for 31 years. Uh, I started at the age of 15 cutting hair. And that was a I still don't understand why I had a pair of clippers in my house. But one of my dad's friends still had a 1970s bush. And he came to my parents' house one day. And we argued for five minutes because he said I was going to cut his hair. And I, knew, I didn't know how to cut hair. And he was my first customer. He made me cut his hair. And after I cut his hair, I, I continued to cut hair. Right. And as of right now, I'm probably, uh, well, Mr. Jones, uh, rest in peace, passed away probably a year ago. And he took me under his, under his wings back in 2009, you know, with his uh, mom and pop shop that's been in existence for over 70 years, mm -hmm. you know. So it's still up and running, you know, uh, via by way of his son, you know, being the overseer of it. But uh, three lessons that I've learned over my life, you know, yeah, is that first and foremost, you know, have faith in the higher power. You know, everybody may have may have different, you know, beliefs. And faith right. and understanding. So right. I say, have a uh, faith in the higher power that you that, that you serve. You know? So that's the first and foremost in any and everything we do. You know, without that, you know, we don't exist. You know, and yeah. you got a power. You got a powerful story. You know what I'm saying? So I commend you. 
Say that again. Any more lessons? You got two more for us? Two more lessons you uh, have? Life is short. Yeah. Life is real. Life is short and life is real. You know, right. but like I go back to that situation in Minneapolis. You can leave your house today. You might not come back. That's where we at in society right now. You know, it's even like, with this thing. Like you said, life is short. Life is real. Life is real short. Yeah. You know, life is short. Life is yeah. real. Yeah. Real short. So, yes. Yeah. You know, so we need to live life, you know, to its fullest each day. You know, even with this pandemic, you know, I mean, it's some good and some bad can come from, you know, being home, you know. Right. A lot of things can be done positive, you know, during this um, time. And hopefully a lot of people are understanding, you know, because a lot of people want to go back to work. A lot of people are tired of being home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're still living because a lot of families have lost a lot of loved ones in the last two or three months. You know, so I know. Live each day to the fullest, you know, because tomorrow's not promised, you know. And while you're living, continue to get an education and educate yourself in many facets of life, you know, start reading books, you know. Yeah. Educate yourself on different topics of life, you know. Educate yourself on health, well-being, you know. This is, well, uh, this goes on to my, um, the next part of my story, before I talk about, you know, educating yourself. Well, in 1997, September the 30th, 1997, I believe my life changed forever. You know, you already know my story, and this is one of the reasons why you want to be scared. And, uh, well, me and two other guys uh, robbed a bank. And it, yeah, it's a while. Some things you forget, and uh, I know one of the things that I prayed for while being incarcerated was, Lord, if it's not going to benefit me or help me, please allow me to forget it. Mm -hmm. And I would, um, you know, not remember a lot of things. You know yeah. that were neg that were negative. You know, if it's if it's not going to benefit me and help me grow, I don't want to remember. You know, so. right. But one thing that I do remember that uh, has stuck with me to this day, and I told somebody the other day, she probably don't even know it, but she's gonna hear it today. But uh, I remember when we was going to a court proceeding in Berryville, and the uh, police officer was walking me and um, Quincy, one of my co-defendants, from the uh, jail cell to the courtroom, and uh, I saw my sister ride past the courthouse and all she did was shake her head, you know. And I know that was part of her motivation for what she's doing now. I mean she hadn't looked back, you know. Yeah. Oh yes, Crazy, she sure man. has. Well, yeah. So okay. I mean let me incorporate that. You know, there's someone listening right now, Dwayne, that could be where you were. They could be stuck. Yeah. And this is where they're going to be. Mm -hmm. What advice would you tell them in the moment right now? If someone, if someone that you are, or someone that's a few days, what advice would you tell them right now? What advice would you tell them? You, you told them the life is real, but from that moment of just realness, what would you tell somebody? What what lessons would you tell them right now if if they are stuck in this moment? 
I mean, I learned being incarcerated that you can either get bitter or you can get better. And it's yeah, one thing that we um, share with our kids. I like yeah, that. I mean, one thing that we, and one thing that I've learned is that, especially coaching youth football, is that we go into inner city and we go to different places and travel to play ball. And put the camera we had, down. Just put the camera. Where where, the camera. Yeah. Okay. where we're at in uh, the Winchester, Shenandoah Valley area is that we're kind of uh, protected. And when we go to those other places, some of those kids might not have a hot meal on, on their table when they get home. Mm-hmm. So they, they play in sports for a different reason. Some of them trying to run out of their situation. Some of them are ducking bullets on a daily basis. Some of them don't have socks, shoes, clothes, or underwear. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody's stuck in a situation now, you have to believe in yourself first. I mean, I'm sure people have probably enc- tried to encourage you. Can you hear me, Taryn? Because it's buffering on your end. Believe in yourself and, and have faith in God. Or have faith in the higher power that you know. Because he will show up. He will show up. Sharon. I'm sure people have tried to encourage somebody that might be in a situation that they believe there's no way out. You have to have higher power and higher belief, you know. Just trust that the process will change in your life on a daily basis. You have to believe in yourself, you know. And I, I know think people... that's one, one thing that impressed me about you is that you, you did get you you had every but you made yourself get better. You know, I mean we would talk every now and then, every so often we'd just shoot, shoot like little text messages back and forth. What's up, what's up? always impressive that, that I to myself opportunity and almost in my almost every reason to be better you didn't. You would always encourage me. You would call me. You would say hey are you eating? What are you doing? Are you working too much? I know you can. I mean you had every reason to be bitter and you had every opportunity to be better but you didn't. And right. that is that's that, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people would have chose a lot of different ways. A lot of people would have stayed in that bitter lane. And you didn't do that. And so just to applaud you for that and to say, I mean, you know that I already, you know, I'm on your side. But, but I just, to, you know, for everybody listening, and, you know, for your friends, see Russell and everybody like that, I'm sure everybody themselves. And he had everything be better and you chose better and that's a that's like that's i mean while while being incarcerated i've uh ran across a lot of people i mean everybody incarcerated i mean you can meet real good people you can meet engineers you can meet all walks of life inside those walls and you know like going back to when we first started talking about education I can remember being in the library one day while being incarcerated. 
And I wasn't the type of person that read a lot, but I was sitting in the library because once I believe I'm upset that I didn't start earlier, but they had a uh, sunshine, sunshine project at Coffeewood Correctional Center where you can earn college degrees. I received nine credits towards my associates, but if I would have started earlier, I probably could have finished. But I started the last two years, you know, before I came home. But I was in the library looking for a book for um, a class. And I was sitting on the floor in the library. And the light popped on. I was like, oh, my God. All these books and all this education. I was, it was like, you know, I woke up immediately and was like, wow, I wish I could read all these books right now. You know? So education is important. You know? And then that, that thing makes me think about something else. Uh, when I was in Winchester, when I um, in '97, I was in a uh, holding cell, and uh, my mom—I talked to my mom, and uh, my uncle had told her to tell me to read the Book of Job in the Bible. So I got a so I got a Bible off the book cart, and I opened up the Bible, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, I see Job in here, but I don't see no Job. That's how much I do about the Bible. You know, I thought it was Job, but it was Job, and. You know, after um, starting to learn a little bit about what the word meant and the grace of God, I can remember being in that same cell. And uh, the last time I saw my grandfather, Reverend Clark, this is Reverend Clark's uh, grandson, Kim. Uh, the last time I saw my grandfather, he, he passed in 1982. I think it's 82. I was eight years old. My sister Kyrie was one. And uh, my cousin George was 12. And uh, my grandfather had a heart attack. And the ambulance took 45 minutes to get to him. And the ambulance was probably not even a mile away from where he lived. And um, I, I remember my dad telling my cousin George to stand there with him in the room. But being in that jail, well, the last thing my grandfather said, he was putting uh, kitchen cabinets in his kitchen. Tell me, see, I'm getting ready to go off now, mm -hmm. uh, Terry. Tell me if the time is getting ready to run off because I'm getting ready to go off. But uh, he was putting kitchen cabinets in the kitchen. You got a couple more minutes. All right. Um, you ready to go off? No, I was, I was talking about if I'm running over time because I'm getting ready to go off now. I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to change gears now. Oh, okay. But uh, he was putting kitchen cabinets in his kitchen. And me and George was in there. And um, he asked us, did we want something to eat? And I was like, no, sir. So fast forward to being in that jail cell. I was sitting there reading the Bible. And, man, it just jumped out to me. It was like, do you want something to eat? This was 20 years later. My grandfather asked me, did I want something to eat? And he was talking about eating that word 20 years later, grandson. Mm -hmm. I was, man, oh, my God. Yeah, have, have belief in the higher power. So, um. I think, I think, to your point, whatever, um, it's important to have one, right? Whatever, believe in something bigger than yourself. Yes. Right? Yeah. You have to coming through that, helping others, and, and you shared a couple lessons that others should, should take with them. But now I want you to tell people what the future holds for you. And this is where, like I said, you could have done so many things. <laughs> um, with your, 
Um, but you like took, what do they say? Kick buttons for names. Um, and so I just want everybody to kind of know what the future and what the future can hold for them as well. Even if they're in a situation right now where they, they feel stuck, there's somebody as the title, I see just like you. And there's somebody just like you. So what kind of can that future hold for them? What does the future, like Kyrie said, you know, things have come full circle for them. It's just amazing. So now tell us, after all that, after all this, what's the future hold? What, what are you looking forward to? Probably three years ago, uh, me and three other gentlemen uh, started youth travel football organization. We started with, well, we first took a team of 20-some kids to a tournament in Richmond. And we didn't have – our kids went with big heads. We came home, you know, knowing that other people in, across the nation play ball too. And so we sit at the table when we got back, and we decided that we could do it. You know, and we created our own organization. We started with one one team this past season. We had three teams and a cheerleading squad. So we um started from age 8 to uh, 13. And, you know, once everything goes back to somewhat normal – We'll hopefully continue that, you know, and a lot of kids, you know, we just try to help kids, you know, get to high school, you know, get a quality education and turn scholarships. And then I was working, you know, a regular nine to five job, getting up early in the morning, frustrated and uh, not liking what I was doing. And, you know, I had a lot of people, you know, I, I appreciate all enough for my family. And I had, uh, you know, friends, you know, a few people that I know like, man, I know such and such a sign, such and such a sign. But in my heart, I wanted to be happy. I'm 46 years old, and people are dying daily. And I'm at the point now where I want to be happy with what I'm doing and love what I'm doing. You know, it, it's not work when you love what you're doing. You know, I got three small kids. And uh, I was at work on lunch break one day, and I was looking on uh, social media, and I found this uh, company called Dream Scout Network. So I had um, did a questionnaire and talked to the owner the next day for 25 minutes. And I told him, I was like, man, you a godsend, man, because what, what we do is we uh, help kids from 8th grade to 12th grade try to get college scholarships. And uh, this started probably a month ago. And right now I'm the uh, vice president of operations in the uh, northwestern Virginia area for uh, scouting. And uh, we go all the way down 81 South. I mean, it's a blessing, you know, just getting started. I'm just getting my feet wet, so I'm still learning on a daily basis. Trying to put my team together. I just want to say, like, like VP of operations. How yeah. unbelievable! Just unbelievably <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Watching to know that Wayne sent me a picture of himself in a suit. Now, I want to go saying to Dwayne that I need, but I've been working on. You've been telling me that for 10 years. But the VP of operations needs to smile just a little bit more. So, so that, that's just not, but doing like how that you're doing something, not only are you doing something, you're doing something you love. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we're excited about it. You love you purpose. Let's see what, oh, we got, a, we got four more minutes. So we got a couple more minutes, but, um, that is just congratulations. Thank you. Like, Thank you. Thank you. how exciting that is. Looking forward. There's a whole bunch of people on here too saying, 
uh, blessings and um, appreciate you all. So, see Russell, I'm going to come for you too. Um, by the way, Dwayne, that's your that's my big brother right there. So, so I I just you know I know people are telling you they're proud of you, but you know just I hope. I just say congratulations because I just find it, like I said, that you could have gone so many different directions and you, you are the VP of operations. I mean, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thankful to be here today, you know, just thankful to be here today. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a learning and I, I will be leaning on you. You know, for some wisdom and guidance, you know, because uh, today I just uh, received my website, and you know that's new territory. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I still have a, a learning curve, you know. We'll be all over it. We'll be all over. It. Um, yeah. What do you? Let's see how many more minutes we have. Two more minutes. So your final one minute thought. Your final thought. What we'll bring you back on? Your final thought. If you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? That's my final thought. If you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? Mm -hmm. If you had 24 so, hours to live. 24 hours is not long. What would you Yeah. What would you do? Well, Everybody has, you know. Hey, thank yeah. you for giving me the opportunity. Thanks for always pushing me. You know. Well, I'm gonna continue to push you. So we got a couple things on the docket. We got we got finish the degree and smile. Those are the two things we got so so far. So I'm gonna yeah. continue to use uh, push those. It's about 7:30 here, so I just want to let people on the uh, live know to please if you if you yourself have a story, or, please do. Um, I'm on Instagram, obviously, at I am called Just Like You, Everyday People Stories, people just like you sharing their amazing stories. We're on here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I'd love for you to be a guest, or if someone you know would like to be a guest, please feel free to connect with me, and definitely connect with me on Instagram. Dwayne, I want to thank you for your time and your talent. Thank you, um, Taryn. I love, I love you. You know that already. Love and, you too, Steph. Uh, we will we'll definitely be in touch, and there'll be a part two. So, C. Russell, Crystal, Kimberly, all everybody that I see on here, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we love you all. So, Thanks. we'll see you again next, next Tuesday with another guest, and Dwayne will bring you back on for sure. Yes, ma'am. Love you. Be, Peace. Be good to yourself. Peace. You Bye -bye. too.